You're listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. Welcome to Soupcast, coming to you from Archaeosoup Towers. By popular demand, we're taking selected videos from the Archaeosoup back catalogue and bringing them to you as convenient podcasts. As the name implies, with Archaeosoup you get a bit of everything thrown into the pot. Archaeology, discussion, humour and debate. You can find out more at archaeosoup.com. So sit back, relax and enjoy our hearty helping of Archaeosoup. Hello, and welcome back to Watching Brief for the 25th of October, 2021. Uh, I am joined by my fellow sheep person, uh, Mr. Andy Brockman. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, sheep person, Mark. Good afternoon, sheep viewer. <laughs> Good afternoon, indeed. Uh, and uh, it all will, be, will become clear in this instance. Uh, I, I probably will hope so, because that's <laughs> not... <laughs> The strangest openings we've ever done. Anyway, it is, go on. It is. Um, but regardless of our sheep, sheepy status, um, where there's a wool, there's a way. You will have to. Ew, you, ew. Will have to. Um, <laughs> have to have to hold on just for a little longer to find out the point of this. But then again, this, yeah, it will be in the title of this video. Um, this week's watching brief is our Muppet of the Month. And this is a Muppet that we hinted at a couple of shows ago. Um, but we wanted to see how it how it evolved, how it matured, how the mushroom cloud expanded on the horizon of Twitter in particular, because it was around about a month ago, almost to the day, in fact, a day before the day of filming, um, that, that Twitter was exploding with the question, who on earth are Celtic films? Um, why haven't I been blocked by Celtic films? Yay, I have finally been blocked by Celtic films. People were tweeting all sorts. And in fact, it's, it's continued right up until uh, a couple of days ago. Um, Misery Vulture on Twitter said, it's the day that every young Irish child dreams of. I've finally been blocked by Celtic films. And I have to say, my my chance, my, my Celtic stamp was finally uh, stamped uh, for me, um, in fact, a day uh, on the 27th of September when I was bought by Celtic Films. I did, in fact, ask if I got a badge or not. I think it's in the post, quite possibly. Um, but we had a whole range of people. We've, we've captured various tweets below um, in, in a folder. We'll put the link for you guys to take a look at uh, with people pondering whether or not they're truly Irish until they've actually been blocked by Celtic Films. Um, and finally, we have Stephen Elliott here saying, better late than never, hashtag Celtic Films and uh, highlighting that he, he had been blocked. But the question is, Andy, who on earth are Celtic films? And why, I suppose, will come on to, why on earth were people excited to be blocked by them? This has to be one of the most bizarre social media stories I've looked at in all the time we've been doing this. Mm. Um, Celtic films is effectively one person. Um, because when people started to look behind and when we started to look behind what was going on and, and, and where this had sprung from, mm. um, we were led to a gentleman called Michael Kingsbury mm. um, and a Kickstarter campaign where Mr. Kingsbury was uh, trying to raise uh, in, in pounds sterling uh, just shy of £73,000 to 
create something called druids in in quotation marks episode one um and and this was to, to this, you, was, this was to be a 20-year tv project i believe i'll come to i'll come to that in a minute okay yeah yeah um but what, what basically the kickstarter says this is an independent series on celtic druids as they resisted the roman empire invasion with its censorship slavery and traitor romano britain collaborators oh. we have a we have a brilliant cast of actors bringing it to life. We have filmed a few short scenes in the studio. These are only the beginning and beginning to bring the characters to life. We need to film the meeting and dialogue between the gods in a natural, quote, Iron Age forest with a real set to really bring it to reality. To really bring it to reality. Yeah. <laughs> um and uh, it, it, as you say, he, he goes on to say that uh, this is this is Mr. Mr. Kingsbury is not without ambition. Um, he says in the in, in the uh, again in the Kickstarter, um, we aim to expand the series and film nine episodes per season with a total of twenty seasons planned. And um, it, 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 I'm sorry, it's barking. It, I mean, it, it is. It is barking. It, 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 the thing is, the thing is, it could be eccentric, though. That's the point. It could just be eccentric. <laughs> and, and for example, on Twitter, initially, when I first saw him, I saw tweets like this um, and people counterpointing his tweets. So, for example, Celtic Films is the first film production company to make t a TV series in which Celtic Brehan Law, uh, the oldest law in Europe, and uh, the one that gave women equal rights, um, is prominently featured. Uh, Oh, in which it is prominently featured. Women's rights uh, is the is the basis of Celtic films. Uh, and what was interesting there was, on the one hand, I was thinking, oh, okay, well, I mean, it's an assertion. It's but it's it's an eccentric assertion. It could be worse. There were there were academics, for example, from Ireland who were who were pointing out that that's not necessarily the case. That this law, this legal provision, didn't create a, a feminist idyll. Um, but it 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 it, it very quickly had a, a, a turned on on its head when it, it became clear the sheer scale though of his his blocking um endeavors um uh, uh on twitter he, he he said that he's blocked over two hundred and fifty thousand english speakers who are far left extremist globalists we're starting to hear some um some high-pitched whistling i think there just a little bit uh blocking over one thousand neo-marxists Gaelic speakers who are pro-destruction of Scotland and Ireland and globalist types is nothing. Ah, mm. so he's more than just eccentric. He's actually, uh, well, how would you describe it? Um, I would say that, uh, you know, we've had some fun with this, but this is the serious point. Yeah. Now, I could have gone on to look at, for example, uh, Mr. Kingsbury's record on the Internet Movie Database, um, where he has a record as a writer, a director, a cinematographer, mm -hmm. a producer, an mm -hmm. editor. He's part of the um, visual effects department. Uh, he's been an art director. He's been a set director. Um, he's also done sound. He's been a casting director. Uh, and, and, and he's done camera. Um, and so he's on, an auteur. He's, he's an absolute auteur, because basically... Uh, his previous work on the IMDb, uh, he's done everything. Now, that is either because uh, he either he can't get anybody to work with him, 
or he can't afford to have anybody else work with him. Mm. Now, again, if you look at his record, um, up until now, he's shown no real interest in the Celtics, as he calls them. Um, he, <laughs> we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that in a bit. Uh, his previous work, and there are three um, principal films uh, listed on the IMDb, and they're all about the Russian gulags, the Soviet mm. gulags. Mm. Um, and they appear to fall into a kind of genre of um, sort of um, horror, um, maltreatment sort of type of um, videos, the kind of, uh, like the kind of straight to video re- nasties that were set in concentration camps and mm. things like that. Mm. It's, um, and, and there appears to be a strong um, slant on, uh, 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 on on some, uh, you know, put it this way, women are put into these very stressful situations. Um, well, and, he's, he's and claiming it's, that, it, that, it, that it's anti-leftist propaganda highlighting how, how the Soviet Union treated women. Uh, we, we can't use the word here on, on YouTube or in this podcast, but it includes the most extreme mm. violence that can be uh, wrought upon a woman and uh mm. it seems to, to it seems that he seems to have a bit of a problem in terms of his obsession with women's bodies for example here uh, uh celtic films on twitter in our celtics series the druid women are dressed very respectfully uh they don't need to show b or t or cleavage to get attention we show their brains and courage in fact they are fully clothed as druid goddess women are hashtag respect women now again at first glance that could be seen as a slightly eccentric uh, thing to say but actually um not long uh not long um after or before that on on the thread uh it, you come across another tweet from the same account i watched with the sound off uh, and this this video and saw a traditionally dressed young woman with bosoms just bursting to break out of their her traditional low-cut alluring dress then i turned on the sound and she sounds very different an irony of ironies this is actually a, a tiktok video a tiktok video by miss uh uh punny penny or um uh, yeah punny penny who is uh sharing the scottish word of the day in this case it was scumfish and she was explaining what scumfish meant and she is a scottish woman and for some reason this person who was who was trying to make this celtic films uh celt tv series occur didn't like the sound of a scot talking it's it's hypocrisy it's obsession with 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 women's appearance, its ironic representation of women's uh, rights, and claiming, for example, that the powerful Celtic druid queen Maeve, who lived at 3000 BC, although apparently fought off the Romans, um, what, 3000 years before the Romans appeared? Don't, 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 obsess <laughs> about, don't obsess about the timeline, keep it, you know. Um, it's, 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 it's literary license. He highlights, he highlights how powerful Maeve was, but then highlights also as well how she was married off to the King of Ulster and also subject to sexual violence. This is a very dark undertone, and 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 you know, on the one hand, we've got we've got the historical inaccuracies, things like the dates. We've got linguistic problems where he's invented this terminology 
Celtics. I've asked just in case I'm wrong, but I'm not wrong. There's no such thing as Celtics. It's come out of nowhere. He's trying to create this narrative that the, that the Western world, the European Union, leftists, Marxists, all this sort of nonsense is has created a, 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 a was founded in in this sort of Romanized globalist sort of agenda that that he's imagining suppressed and and uh, aimed to disappear. Uh, the Celts of old, um, and of course, this 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 is also always based on people's appearances. Um, uh, there's a there's a, a mo I mean, again, we've collected an awful lot of this stuff um, in, into that folder below. Please do check it out. Um, but for example, we have here uh, one of the scripts um, where uh, people are told, um, "I see our Celtic people told our skin is too." Alba too white, our eyes are too blue, that we must make uh, be made to feel ashamed, feel guilty for being who we are. Pause. Our sovereignty and our borders crushed. Our nation, 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 sorry, uh, <laughs> our nation crushed, our people enslaved. It's, it's dog whistle, it's the great replacement, it's, it's everything everything that that, that 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 particular part of the political spectrum fantasizes about and actually there's a, there's also a tweet here that, that we've captured uh where someone suggests that he's far too excited about this stuff uh but again i can't say what they're suggesting he's doing um <laughs> why, why yeah well doing? yeah and, 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 and you're, you're absolutely right look this this fits into a hot of you know tropes that have been around for a large part of the yeah. 20th century into the 21st century in, in terms of this uh, sort of perversion of um, the history of what's now Western Europe mm. um, with, with a, a, a people or peoples that have been called the Celts at, or and other things at various times. Mm. Um, there's a very good piece um, on a, on a, a a website called Bella Caledonia, which we we're going to link to as well, which mm. has it's entitled "Fascist Fantasies and the Celts," uh, which actually uses the this particular contra uh, controversy as a, as, a, as a springboard. Look, I, I, I'm really torn by this in the end because um, torn. Yeah. I see what you did there. <laughs> the torn is a wonderful piece of early medieval Irish uh, literature. Sorry, go ahead. The cattle raid of Cooley, as it's uh, fam uh, called, uh, called when it's translated into English. Mm -hmm. um, but the yeah, that this thing is absolutely full, as you say, of far right dog whistles, um, and, and, and indeed of anti-Semitic dog whistles. Yeah. Um, the the idea of it talks a lot about globalists, and mm -hmm. that is well recognised as an anti-Semitic trope. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, this is serious stuff. At the same time. Um, if you if you look at Mr. Kingsbury's record, he, he, on on Amazon, he's described as a, ra um, a radical filmmaker um, in the uh, in, in the in the trail for one of his videos. Um, that gulag the Turka. It is, mm. but if you if you look at it, it's very interesting because if you look at the ratings, um, it's forty eight percent five stars and thirty eight percent one stars, and only a little bit in between, mm. and. That suggests a number of, th you know, first of all, it, it can suggest that uh, there's been some kind of um, orchestrated campaign one way or the other. 
Uh, now, obviously, we can't prove that, but we, it, it, it's, not a, it's not a normal distribution of Amazon ratings. Mm, no. Um, and well, well okay. might I speculate that this number, this five-star review here from uh, a Celtic-y sounding Mech, um, M-A-E-R-C-H. I love it when people put A-E in the middle of words for no reason, so they look more Celtic-y. Mm. Um, heavy subject that most people know, do not uh, know nothing about. This movie is about Soviet gen uh, genocidal crimes against Europeans. It's a heavy topic, and because of the eerie silence on this topic in the media, it falls on the shoulders of this filmmaker to provide the viewer with many of the statistics that, through education, should have provided. Okay, oh, that, that, that a thorough education should have provided. This is an educational film wrapped in a romantic drama to bring humanity into the cold figures uh, of 65 million Soviet-murdered Europeans. What better way to underscore this than placing a love story at Vorkuta, the coldest city in Europe. Uh, the filmmakers made other films set in the Soviet uh, Gulag system. I look forward to seeing them. 65 million murdered. That means there are at least 65 million stories that must be told. Uh, I hope other filmmakers are brave enough to do so. So that that I would su suggest has been written by the by the director himself. Shortly. Although I suggest I suggest I suggest this one wasn't. No. This is a verified purchase. It's one star from somebody called Crusader. So equally strange yeah. handle there. But yeah. anyway, um, the nine people on the cover of this so-called movie are the entire cast. <laughs> this was made. This was made in someone's backyard. Don't mm. waste an hour or something of your life on watching this crap. Horrible, four exclamation marks. Yeah. And, um, and, and perhaps um, Elena, uh, another verified purchase. Mm. Um, one star, fascinatingly bad movie. Um, watch this movie if you want to see what an obvious lack of talent and resources looks like in the world of movie making. Now, um, at, at this point, I'll put, uh, what I'll do is I'll show you guys, uh, and also for, obviously for the if you're listening on audio only, a little clip from the Facebook page. Just just for context, here is a clip of apparently a, a Celtic uh, uh, Pictish woman um, in front of some Neolithic monuments, I believe, uh, exclaiming just how how the struggle against the Romans in 3000 BC uh, is something that she didn't want to. She didn't she didn't ask for this. I never asked for this. I never asked for this burden. I never wanted to be the one beside the things. Now, to be fair, we we shouldn't be too harsh on the actors in these clips. They've been cast in a role by the same person who's written the script, by the same person who selected that clip by the same person who's put that green screen background behind them, by the same person who's using that clip in a particular context to promote what they see as being a high-quality production, but clearly hasn't been selected very well. So we shouldn't blame the, the, the actors involved, regardless of what they've been told, and hopefully they've been paid for their work. I truly hope so. But, but it is in the context of really... Whatever they've been paid is not nearly enough. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. But it is in the context of really poor-quality writing and if nothing else historical research after all this is an archaeology channel um this notion for example there's a still here from the website uh, which has ogham all over it by the way ogham wasn't a writing that was used until after the romans more or less or 
coinciding with the the, the leave of the, the the end of the very end of the Roman presence in Britain, but apparently here it was being used in 3000 BC, 3040 odd years before the Romans arrived. Uh, there's still here that uh, that has Maeve, incredible story told by the Druids, censorship by the Roman Empire, her true story finally told here. It, it's 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 fantasy. It's it's fantastical. It's ridiculous. And the thing is, it's not fantasy in a positive way or in a in a in a in a, a genre way. It's fantasy which is fueling a very particular man's ego. This man who apparently has his fingerprints all over this. Um, and actually, he tweeted this more or less as a you know as a statement. Unbridled man, he tweeted. Man as ram. The powerful male is back on this 20-year TV series. Get used to it, he says, with this picture of him sort of... And to be fair, he's quite a good-looking guy. He's got a nice chiseled jaw and he's got muscles, you know, but, but he doesn't make him a great fan. He's straight out of Nat Geo Central casting presenter. <laughs> yeah, he is, he is. But but I'm not, so in, in, in that sense... In that sense. In that sense, you know, maybe he should just he should just be front of camera. Maybe he shouldn't be doing everything uh, on this on these productions. Um, in response to those sorts of sentiments, for example, another tweet on Celtic Films: "A tough land makes for tough people." The director of Celtics, the series, is very tough. Uh, Kenny Burns on Twitter, who I do believe is a Scottish uh, citizen. Um, said, what the actual F? The director of Kel of the Celtic series is very tough. I peed myself laughing more than Angus MacLeod of the clan MacLeod. <laughs> pees his kilt. And as any good Highlander fan knows, I, Angus, pees his kilt all the time. <laughs> it's... It is, a, it is rightly ridiculed, this. But... but I mean, should should we at least should should it be commended in that sense for having a dream? I mean, was is this even a remotely realistic prospect? Never mind the the unreal aspect of the history and the politics that's on the show. Look, uh, I mean, there's the the the, the famous uh, song about the well, if you say it's famous, part of my childhood um, about a a ram who bashed his head against a dam and eventually broke it. You know, it, mm. it's called High Hopes. Um, and well, he, he did describe himself as man as ram, so... so that's, what may, that, that, yeah, well, that's what maybe brought it to mind for my, mm. you know, my deep Celtic, my, my deep Celtic subconscious. <laughs> my deep, my deep, my deep non-Celtic subconscious. Um, but, um, look, I think I'm not going to knock anybody who tries to create art. Mm. You know, and, 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 and for every piece of great art, there's, there are many more pieces of art that fail mm. or aren't nearly so great or whatever. Mm. Um, but I think this is just so out of left field mm. and so unrealistic mm. that it, it, it sits in a very, very odd place. Look, I think, I think it's worth looking at, for example, the Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. And he was looking... Um, Mr. Kingsbury was looking for, uh, in as, I said, as we said earlier, in pounds, in pounds sterling, seventy-two thousand pounds, uh, just uh, nearly seventy-three thousand pounds. Yeah. Now, if I tell you that um, a basic, a very basic documentary these days 
costs about eighty thousand pounds minimum, mm-hmm. and that and that's really really basic with very little location shooting. Yeah, and, and using not, sort of open source footage, you know, not that, very little ab- licensed. Abso- yeah. ab- mm-hmm. Absolutely, public domain photographs, yeah. all that kind of thing. Yeah. Every corner cut. Yeah. So something going out on on on, on Nat Geo or History or one of PBS, the one of the terrestrial yeah. channels, whatever. whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's a very basic setup. Mm-hmm. Um, you compare that then to uh, a drama series, which is really what he's talking about. He's pitching a drama here. Mm. Um, he's pitching something that is as third, uh, at least a third again as long. As, in fact, no, twice as long in terms of seasons as mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And if I tell you that series eight of Game of Thrones, the um, the budget would have been around, well, $90 million for the whole season, which is around $50 million per episode. Yeah. You can see the gulf here between ambition and reality. Yeah, fifteen fifteen million dollars per episode. Per episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, now, you know, a lot of that, is, you know, a, a big chunk of that is going into fees for the uh, the principal cast. Mm. Um, there were salaries in the region of uh, half a million dollars per episode being talked about. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, you just look at the the, the scale of, of of a major, and he's talking about he talks about visual effects and things like that. You know, Game of Thrones, which is probably, again, it's the nearest analogy we've got to the ambition here. Um, 40 visual effects houses in 13 countries worked on Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, mm. Well, well uh, near, uh, yeah, over, over 13,000 separate vi- visual effects shots in the first seven seasons. Yeah, no, exactly. And especially if, if he's talking about representing... Uh, goddesses and and these sort of surreal moments, which in 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 uh, in the the footage that we've lifted from from the Facebook page and that we're using under fair use, I should I should mm. underscore that um, for in terms of criticism and comment. Um, he, he's attempted no. to rep- he's, he's attempted to represent mm. surreal a surreal moment in that sort of flashing of colours, uh, but yeah. it's, it's just not it's not quite up to that standard. So. So, Look, so, I'm, 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 I'm sure that the Irish film industry and, you know, Northern Ireland was the base for much of the shooting of Game of Thrones, mm. Titanic Studios in Belfast. Mm. They had six separate stages in use mm. for Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, I, I'm pulling these figures from an article in Forbes magazine um, where, for example, uh, you know, in terms of the, um, the Northern Ireland economy, over the eight seasons that they, they, they shot, they employed something like almost 13,000 extras across the series and 2,000 crew. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And the thing is, I know from personal experience just how much Game of Thrones has benefited the Northern Irish economy. You know, we, we have obviously family over there, Mrs. Soup's parents, Mrs. Soup grew up there, and seeing, seeing if nothing else, some of the novelty that's been brought into local shops, the, the footfall of some parts of, of the country now which are regularly visited because they featured on that TV series. We're talking about a, 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 a scope here that has the... the potential to fundamentally change the economics of a country <laughs> and that's not something that, that, that can be supported with seventy six thousand pounds on um on a on a, on a crowdfunding yeah on a kickstarter no. um the thing is that that to one side the scope and the ambition to one side i don't want to necessarily big this this guy up too much because 
frankly, the, fu the fundamental quality of what he's doing is not only rife with hypocrisy, as we've touched on when it comes to, to, to women, for example. But allegedly. Uh, but allegedly, allegedly. No, but what yeah. we've seen, what we've actually seen on Twitter, yeah. you know, he, he puts out these things which are utterly hip hypocritical, or at the very least, very difficult to reconcile. Um, yeah. But also as well, it's the it's the it's the the appropriation. I hate to use that word, but with this, the appropriation of Celtic culture, uh, it, it's it's misplacing it in time. It's misplacing it in terms of its archaeological setting. It's misplacing it in terms of the artifacts and the the, the linguistic capabilities in terms of written language that we're aware about. Um, uh, and it's also a pastiche. It's a fetishization of war, of primitivism. Uh, this idea of struggling, this idea of, of you know, the, 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 the plucky underdog. I understand why all of these things are compelling, but a whole culture or a whole series of Iron Age cultures, it does not make and it does not accurately represent. This isn't taking pride in in, in an idea of Celtic ancestry or, 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 or even, frankly, uh, something a bit more, a bit more um, uh, generic and... and, and uh, you know, race-based. This isn't taking pride in anything along those lines. This is rep this is a representation that's fundamentally, actually, about victimization. The idea that the Roman world was done to the Celts, that the that the modern world is somehow being done to people to this day, it's uh, it's misplaced, misguided, misinformed, mis uh, mispitched, and uh, and and frankly, it's it is ridiculous. But in that sense. I suppose on the final note, Andy, do you think, do you think therefore actually archaeology Twitter, uh, Celtic Twitter, uh, languages Twitter, history Twitter, or you know, Twitter itself, seemingly, that 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 we overreacted to this particular Muppet, in so much as is he just ridiculous? Is it simply a Muppet of the month? Ha ha ha, or or were we right actually to 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 actually point this out as being, uh, as as in some places, dangerous as it actually is? That's a really important question. And I think mm. it's actually the most important question in all this. Um, yeah, it, yeah. Particularly people in Ireland, Scotland, Wales, people of, uh, uh, with, the, with those cultures as a heritage have had a lot of fun. And also I've been quite angry at this. That, you know, we talk a lot these days about cultural appropriation and how inappropriate mm. it is. And this is certainly cultural appropriation, but it's also, and I think this is the real point and, and the, re the reason why it's worth actually discussing at length. And we've had a laugh mm. and we pointed out how absurd it is and how, you know, the, 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 how, how the, the, the vision can never match the reality when you're trying to run, you know, fun Game of Thrones on a Kickstarter. Yeah. But in the end, we have to go back to those far-right tropes, the grand replacement theory, the idea of culture, uh, cultural genocide, the idea, uh, the idea, above all, that um, this, the, the, the Roman Empire was this globalist conspiracy against free peoples, mm. knowing that globalist is a far-right trope, as we said earlier. Um, which is used by people who are anti-Semitic. Yes. And so in the end, although we can have a lot of fun with it, 
although we can hold this whole enterprise up to ridicule, I don't think we can afford we, we, we can afford to just let it pass mm. because when these far right anti-Semitic tropes are allowed to go unacknowledged, they can be a gateway to much more sinister things than just throwing away a few dollars on a Kickstarter on, on a Kickstarter that's never going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, in, the, in, in the worst case, this kind of cultural appropriation, this kind of misuse of history, as we've seen, sadly, in the, in the all too recent past, can end up in things like somebody walking into a mosque with an assault rifle. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I suppose, I, I, suppose I, w- I would just finally say that, that it, it also as well is something that it's not just done by that extreme either. It, this sort of fundamental misunderstanding of, for example, the, the course of European history is something that we've seen in this country being misunderstood, shall we say. I won't go so far as to say misused, but misunderstood for uh, for very particular purposes, very particular political re- reasons. You know, this idea of, uh, I, I do believe our glorious prime minister, uh, when he was foreign secretary at some point, made a, a comparison between the Roman Empire and the European Union. The idea that, you know, well, the Romans tried to rule us and they couldn't, and now Europe's tried to, you know, whatever people try to... Uh, there's a reason, folks. There's a reason, guys at home, girls at home, everyone at home. There's a reason that historians are required. There's a reason that archaeologists are required. There's a reason that we do this stuff. And that is in order to to present to you good ideas that you can play with, that you can have fun with, that you can connect together and come up with new exciting questions and answers. But also as well, in order to actively... actively explain why this sort of reconfiguration of history is incorrect and at times dangerous. I think it, it, as much as we've started in a place of muppetry, this comes to the, really to the heart of why archaeologists and historians is that it stops people from from creating this weird pastiche and then presenting it for whatever agenda, whether it's it's relatively benign um, political persuasion or whether it's 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 downright um, uh, sinister uh, narratives about about all manner of different conspiracies and uh, and um, identities um, this is the stuff of history it is the stuff of history there's, there's one point I would make uh, just on what you've just been saying though, and that is that um, archaeologists aren't somehow immune from all this uh, I just have to no. say one word which is the Anna Nerva yeah. yeah the Nazi a cultural organization where archaeologists were employed in pursuit of the kind of far-right ideology that is now seeping into this kind of cultural appropriation yeah well and and, and hence ideas plural which doesn't mean mm. ideas yeah. plural if anyone's feeding you one you know then uh then often it leads to dangerous places yeah or at the very least wrong places inaccurate mm. places ill-informed places um thank you guys for watching this 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 has been a this has been an interesting one for us to construct this week in so much as we wanted to highlight the seriousness of the seriousness of it in terms of the different um sort of aspects but also as well the the, the ridiculousness of it i hope hopefully we, we've, we've managed to walk a line there um thank you for andy for your time this, this week andy you've had particular uh 
gremlins and technical issues in the background there. So thank you for for bearing for bearing through that this week. Um, any final words? Just that um, going back to the basic muppetry. Um, anybody who thinks by blocking somebody you're going to somebody you're going to stop them looking at what you're actually doing when you've got a publicly accessible website, a publicly accessible Facebook group, and um, has he ever heard of uh, alternate Twitter accounts so that people who've been blocked can actually look at things? You know, I mean, I'm sorry. It, it, the whole point, it, it's just the whole thing is just absurd. It is the ridiculous Celtic films. Thank you guys for watching. Until next time, do take care. This podcast episode has been produced by the Archaeology Podcast Network in collaboration with Archaeosoup Productions. Find out more podcasts at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archpodnet.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.